Hey guys, welcome back to Spiritually Clueless. So on today's episode, we're going to talk about our progress from where we were back then to where we are now. So, yay. I'm just kidding. Is it really yay though? No, it's not. I feel like this is just a, it's going to be a hard conversation to have in a sense. Just because I feel like we don't look at our past that much. So it's going to be, it's going to be like, ah. Yeah, it's going to be a kind of reflection of, like, how far we've come. But in the end, it's definitely rewarding to look back and to see where we were back then, you know? Definitely. So, guys, um, our spiritual journey started about, like, I want to say three years ago. And we didn't have our spiritual awakening till last year. So, this is going to go more in depth of what that looked like to us, what our spiritual journey was for us. Yeah, because there is a difference between the spiritual journey and the spiritual awakening and i think a lot of people get confused with the both of them yeah that people don't really separate the two so that's why we're going to be talking about our progress now because that was our spiritual journey at the time okay guys so jules is going to go first so this is her journey so i want to say my spiritual journey started um about three years ago and i say that because I know as an adolescent, I was always depressed. Like, I knew that I was going through depression at the time, and I know that I suffered through depression for all the way into my adulthood. But the way that I grew up, my family didn't believe in mental illnesses, and um, they really did not believe that that was something that actually happened to people. It was more like, oh, that's in your head. So all through my teenage life, I just told myself, that's all in my head, that's all in my head. And it wasn't until I started hanging around like certain people that I felt like it attacking my physical body. So before it was just in my head and I kept it there and I hid it away for so long. And then after it, I started getting migraines. So I, I want to say that's where it started with. It started me getting migraines all the time. Yeah, because I remember you would get a migraine like mm-hmm. at the end of the week, every Friday. Yeah. Those would be like your migraines, migraine days. Yeah, and I would be at the hospital all the time just getting it checked out and it came to the point where they're just like we need to like check your brain out because we need to see what's going on and that scared me and I was like okay like what's going on like I need to figure out what is happening to me and so after that I still ignored it I still didn't get my brain checked out I was like you know what like this is too much for me so again I ignored it and it wasn't until my family had the situation going on and we just kind of got tested through it from the universe and God that um, I had to step up to the table and I had to help my family out. And I'll go into more detail in a different episode about this. But um, for now, for the spiritual journey, um, it really did make me feel a type of way that I had to hold the whole world upon me. Like I had to take care of my family. I had to take care of myself. And I felt like I was still catering to my friends and stuff. And for me, it was just too much. And then from there, that's when I started getting anxiety and panic attacks. And it's actually funny because I realize now that back then I had panic attacks before. I just didn't realize what it was. I just realized that like every time I would argue with somebody or every time um, something would happen, like a discomfort with somebody would happen or a confrontation, I would panic and I would just shut down. And until it affected my physical body, that's when I was like, whoa, like, what's going on here? So at that point, I realized that, you know, like, I have anxiety, like, I need to deal with this. And um, I didn't know how. And at that time, it's like, I started losing friends, too. Like, I know me and Regina were in, like, a separation period as well. Um, I just love how you call it a separation period. <laughs> Having twin flames, duh. I know, but it's just like, it's funny. 
Yeah. Sorry. And then so the person that I was dating at the time, he is now my boyfriend. Um, <laughs> Sorry, just to me off because I was like, you're dating him now. What do you mean at the time? But I see because you guys weren't like officially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we were just dating at the time. And honestly, like he was my earth angel. Like he really helped me through it. And um, it was crazy because it was really hard for me to accept that this was happening to me because my family put it down so much and they're like no like people like that are sick people are like that are weak and this and that so I, I was taught in my head that I was weak and what I was going through wasn't normal and that I needed help and I needed medication and for a point being I accepted that I was like you know what I do need medication so I went to my doctor I told him about my anxiety and the first thing he does is give me Xanax you know like as any you know doctor that prescribes you they give you that and at that point I felt so lifeless like there wasn't a time that I felt happy like I was just numb to my whole entire soul and after that I was like I don't want to feel like this I don't want to live my life feeling nothing at all like my anxiety has gone but I don't feel whole like you lost yourself in a yeah sense. you like, like more mm-hmm. I lost myself and then so after that um it came to the point where I was getting anxiety and panic attacks like twice a week and um my the guy that I was dating who was my my boyfriend had sat me down and he was just like okay like this has come to a really harsh extent and you need to find a different outlet because you're not doing you're not doing the medication and you're not getting help so what are we going to do how are we going to overcome this and to me it just felt so nice and safe to know that somebody said how are we gonna get through this you know mm-hmm. like he really it, grounded you yeah like he it was very like shout out to him <laughs> shout out to my geller <laughs> yeah he really did help me through this and he really did like show me that it's okay to not be okay and it's okay to need help because i didn't know how to ask for help before yeah. i was really like no i can do this on my own I, I got myself like i don't need anybody i was very like harsh like that that so when I was going through something that I couldn't go through alone I was like what do I do I was in full panic mode and I feel like he also um correct me if I'm wrong showed you that like it's okay not to always be independent yeah like it's okay to let Mm -hmm. someone in and like like it's it's not a bad thing and doesn't make you weak to get help yeah definitely he really did show me that and then he also showed me how to create healthy boundaries with people how to stand up for myself and that was something i really really suffered with was not being able to stand up to myself because of my childhood trauma you know um like i said again in a later episode we will talk about that but i had a lot of trauma that made me not be able to have a voice of my own and made me feel like i wasn't able to stand up for myself so for the longest time i didn't stand up for myself i let people push me around i let myself get hurt constantly and with anxiety it really taught me to humble myself and to actually like understand what's going on inside my body because eventually it's gonna affect my physical body and so for that time like it went really well like i was able to control it for a good amount of time like i would i lessened it to at least once a month so now it wasn't always happening and it was only for like big things or big arguments I would get with people or anybody and then um something happened in that relationship that um led me to walk away from it and at that point I just felt completely lost and completely hopeless again and alone because I had put my mental health into this person and opened up to him and you know he was gone and for that time being I just felt like I had nobody and 
like, I had my friends. My friends were always there. And, like, but it's it, different, though. Yeah, like, he was my person, and, like, he made me feel things so intensely. He made me feel so safe that I was really sad to have lost that at that time. <laughs> you start crying. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but, um, so when that happened, my first reaction was to self-sabotage. I started seeking love and everything and elsewhere, and I just really wasn't doing any good for myself. Like, I just was trying to escape my emotions, trying to convince myself that love isn't real and that, honestly, the worst, the worst case scenario. And that same week, I had a panic attack, and it was the first time I had experienced it without him. So I kind of took it harshly, but... In that moment, I realized how much power I had. I realized that just because like I have anxiety by myself doesn't mean I can't handle it alone. And in those moments, I kind of just like took care of it. And I was like, you know what? Like I can control this. I can do this myself. And I did. I ended up going through my whole um, panic attack by myself. And in that moment, I just felt the power within me. And I was like, wow, like I did it. Like I, I don't need people to help me through things. Like obviously like, you know, it's nice to have the company. It's nice to be there, you know, to have that, you know, person there. But I realized that I could do it on my own. And that just inspired me to just keep on driving for that. And in that moment, I was like, you know what? Like, I can't do this anymore alone. Like, I'm going to go to therapy. I'm going to go through with it. I'm going to get the help I need. And then I made a promise to myself that night. And I even wrote it down for myself that I promised that I'm going to put myself first, that I'm going to take care of me for me for nobody else but myself I love that for you <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was a really harsh moment that but it needed to happen like now I see everything and I'm like that all needed to happen because I wouldn't have put myself first if I wasn't at rock bottom and it taught me so much about being in rock bottom because a lot of us see it as a bad thing but um, a friend once told me that once you're already at the bottom, there's only up from here. So <laughs> it was me. I was a friend. No, I was you kidding, I wasn't. <laughs> I was like, wow, we need to discredit my friend Alfredo for that. But <laughs> I was like, she didn't say her name. Let me snatch that shit up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so in that moment, I took, you know, the power into my hands. And ever since then, like, I never went back. I was like, no, I made this promise to myself. I'm going to keep pushing to become a better me. And I did it also for my future self because I didn't want to be that, not that it was like um, a burden to people, but like I just didn't want people to take care of me all the time. I wanted to take care of me. I wanted to have that title. And, and there's so much power in that, like yeah. giving you the power and not giving it to someone else. Yeah, and then I realized how unfair that was, how unfair it was to put that responsibility onto my friends, my partner. Like, yes, a partner should be there for you, but they shouldn't be the one fixing you. You have to fix yourself. Facts. <laughs> yeah, so that was that. And then eventually, like, you know, um, I realized what I wanted because I didn't know what I wanted either. I was so afraid of relationships. I was so afraid of love. and Trauma. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shout out to trauma. <laughs> and, um, yeah, after I started working on myself a bit, I realized, like, I did want that person. I did want him. And after that, like, I never went back and I just went straight forward with it. And although it terrified me and I knew it was going to be a lot of work, I knew that I wanted him and I knew that I wanted myself. And I figured out to, you know, have them both. And yeah, I feel like that was like my three year <laughs> since three year mark. I feel like I just been going from there and just kind of finding myself, finding better ways to help myself. And 
So I felt like for me, that was like my biggest progress and my my biggest accomplishment to myself was allowing myself to get better and to get healthy mentally and, you know, for the most part, physically. <laughs> and because, uh, I mean, your girl still loves her coffee. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I feel like for me, that was like a big cro- uh, progress for me. Like, I didn't believe in mental health. I didn't believe in depression. I didn't believe that any of that stuff was real. I was taught that that was in my head. So for so long, I suppressed it and I hid from it. And you know what? This whole quarantine, like, just shined the light onto it, and I realized that, dang, like, I needed help, and I'm so thankful that I got help. I'm so thankful that I had the support that I needed to get through it, and overall, I'm just so happy that I chose myself that day, and from now on, I still continue to choose myself. Yes, queen. Yeah, because I know it is, like, a very selfish thing that it's looked at, like, oh, wow, like, you're putting your feelings before everybody else, but it's really not, like... I feel like it's not just because you... Unless, you, like, you have to do it, like, carefully. You don't have to, like, be mean about it. Because mm-hmm. if you do it nice and, communi- like, you communicate, it's different than just mm-hmm. being rude. Yeah. I feel like there's a difference between picking yourself and being genuine about it and then picking yourself and being, like, a total bitch. <laughs> She's know? straight out, like. <laughs> <laughs> but it is true. Like, there is a lot of um, compassion needed to do it, too. Like, you don't just straight up being like, well, I don't want you in my life. Get away. Ill. You know? Yeah. But it's more like, hey, I need to set this healthy boundary, but if you don't respect that, I cannot longer continue, you know, this friendship with you or this relationship with you, whatever the case is. But, yeah, I feel like that was my biggest progress. And, you know, I'm still learning today about mental health. And, I mean, as everybody knows, like, we, me and my friend group, we've all been through some type of mental health. And, you know. We've been through it. But yeah, we've all have been through it, like Virginia said, and now we're so like, we're such advocates for mental health, for suicide awareness, like it's really important and, you know, our upbringing didn't really like acknowledge that or put that in the light for us, but I'm glad that we can do that now for ourselves. Yeah, 100%. And for, you know, our future kids. Respect. Yeah. So yeah, Virginia, what was your progress this last couple years? I feel like the biggest thing for me is finding happiness within myself. Because I feel like I depended a lot on people, like um, like the guy I used to date, my ex. Um, I was with him for four years. Yeah. And then throughout our whole relationship, I didn't realize how much I depended my happiness on him. And like I would say, I was even in denial with my depression because mm-hmm. I knew I always felt lonely and alone. Like growing up, like I just felt like I don't know, I just felt lonely and sad. And then yeah. I, I knew it was like. A different type of sad but I didn't really put a name on it and then um my ex kind of opened up this feeling within myself in the sense that like he acknowledged it or he noticed how like I would always get treated differently at my house and like how like that affected me deeply so then like he's like oh you might have depression I'm like that's weird like no I don't because I never really like knew of it or heard of it like mm-hmm. I've heard of it in movies but it was always dramatic so I was like oh I'm not like that because for me I thought like you have to like can I say cut yourself? Yeah. Okay. I always thought, like, you have to cut yourself or injure yourself. Um, and that's depression. Yeah, self-harm. Mm-hmm. And, like, so I was just like, no, like, I'm not sad. And I didn't realize what I would do to hide my sadness was drink. Like, even at a young age, like, I was always drinking or, like, when I felt sad, like, I would, like, I would always drink. So I was just like, so that's what I used it. So then, like, when me and him broke up, that's when I got into partying a lot. That stupid word is hard to say. <laughs> I went to parties a lot, and yeah. then um, I would drink a lot, and then, like, I would, like, I guess, haul around in the sense, like, sleep with guys. 
Mm-hmm. But and I would just always thought like, oh, I'm just being single, I'm being happy. Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize that I was abusing that. Like I was using alcohol and sex as a form of happiness, that it wasn't truly who I was. And I thought that was, I just thought like, oh, this is who I am. This is my identity. I am the girl that like, likes to have fun and drink and then Mm -hmm. like, goes, sleeps with a guy. And then, but then I realized, I think until I met my recent, because yeah, when I went, when I met my recent boyfriend, it was kind of hard for me to be with him because I felt like, oh, you're taking away my identity. Sorry. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, you're taking away my identity. Like, this is me. Like, I'm someone that needs to always be drunk. Like, that's my form of happiness. Like, you showed yourself that alcohol and sex was happiness so yes. that's why oh, okay yeah so that's why i was so addicted to it because i'm mm-hmm. just like in order for me to be happy in my life i have to have these two things if mm-hmm. i don't have these two things then like i don't have happiness sorry i was talking so fast guys i just got really nervous when it came to talking about something i don't really talk about so yeah this is just a little disclaimer that i know i was talking fast but i'm gonna try to talk slow from now on but yeah, I didn't realize that you could use alcohol and sex as a coping mechanism, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. And then until quarantine, honestly, because quarantine took that away from me. So then that's when I really had to like sit down with myself and then like, you are sad. You did use this to try to be happy. You have to like realize what you did is wrong. It's not correct. And then like now it's time to know new ways to deal with it and new ways to like cope with it because you can't like keep doing this because it's going to lead down to a bad path and that's when I started realizing that like every time I would drink that like it would lead me into situations that like I shouldn't be in in the first place and then that's when I was just like you know what like it's just best to like step aside like focus on myself focus on the issues and then that's when I just started doing a lot of more self-help in like the correct way and like putting myself first and like just saying no to certain things and just being realizing like realizing where my sadness came from and how to cope with it oh yeah that's a very good point actually because you kind of do have to dig deep to figure out what that linkage is to see where it's coming from that's a great point yeah because like i didn't realize how much suppressing i was doing and i was doing a lot of suppressing and like Mm -hmm. i didn't realize how much i needed alcohol to be happy and like i feel like now i could say that like i don't do it anymore for happiness now i like i could drink socially Mm -hmm. it's not like something i need to be happy and like i could say like for the first time in a long time like i'm truly happy with myself and that stinks that stinks to myself Aww, you know like yeah. i don't need a person i don't need no one like i'm good on my own and like i feel like that's just like a big like thing i don't progress. recognize a lot yeah, yeah progress. i love that and that's the way it should be and i love i love i love that you feel that now and it's just it's a huge accomplishment yeah. and we like always tend to belittle these things yeah and honestly it's like, yeah because I didn't even realize, even now, honestly, because it was, like, I didn't realize how hard it was to talk about this. But, like, hearing back, I was just, like, rambling, like, talking super fast, trying to get over with. Mm-hmm. But and it's because I feel like it's something I forget I did to myself. And it's just, like, I have to remember that, like, it's okay. That, like, yeah. you thought you were doing it correctly. And, you're not, you not like, now you are doing it correctly. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have to be, like, so down upon it or even hide it. 
yeah and that is true we are really hard on ourselves when we fail and when we do things that um we do things wrong you know but it's not our fault you know we're not taught how how to yeah. handle things and how to handle our emotions especially so. with when it comes to mental health like i yeah. feel like both our families like didn't really acknowledge it because mm-hmm. i remember even like when i told or when my mom told my dad like um, i have depression mm-hmm. he thought i was just crazy yeah. you know it's not like in like mexican household it's not really like look that's something that's actually real and -hmm. i feel like that's why we struggled with even more because no one gave us the tools yeah and we just felt guilty for having these feelings and for being so like passionate about them you know and like it's not a bad thing but it's just like when it's not used in the right environment and with the right support it can take a toll on you yeah especially think like getting labeled like you're just emotional you're just sensitive and like no it's not because we're emotional sensitive it's because like Mm -hmm. we had depression and we didn't even realize it yeah like we didn't realize how like a lot of things in our environment just affected us in a deeper way Mm -hmm. that we didn't even know about at the time yeah and like in a spiritual aspect like we're empaths so we feel emotions times 10 you know like we feel other people's emotions we feel like we just feel things so energetically and it's like if we're not around the right environment and people takes a toll on us and that was something that we also had to learn because i feel like being around the wrong crowd of people Mm -hmm. like it just put us in a deeper hole yeah definitely so i think that was just like the main thing i accomplished or that like i need to like pat myself in the back more because Mm -hmm. like i gained control back in my life that i once lost control in so for this episode i think that's it for my spiritual journey yeah like that i feel like that sums up pretty much everything so yeah guys this this is something we do want to try to do at least once a month where we just like look back in our lives and realize how much we have accomplished because i think that's something a lot of people don't really do Mm -hmm. so i feel like us doing it hopefully will get you guys to look back at something you guys accomplished yeah whether it's something similar or completely different like an accomplishment is an accomplishment. Big whether or small. Yeah, whether it's you just got up this morning or you're, you know, battled with anxiety or depression. Like, it's something to be proud of. And we just kind of wanted to put, a, like, more light into that and to just kind of, you know, show, get a little, give a little insight of what we went through and what our biggest accomplishment is. And we have plenty of more, but I feel yeah. like this is a good yeah, start, Yeah, I feel like this you know? is a good beginning. And if you guys want to share your guys' accomplishments with us, you guys are more free to message us. Or even send us an email. Yeah. We would definitely love to hear your guys' accomplishments. You know, regardless of what it is. Like, we want to hear what you guys have done, you we know? We will applaud you guys. <laughs> yes. You guys need hype women. We're your hype women. <laughs> Say less. I gotcha, <laughs> bruh. Yeah. But I think that's it for this episode, yes. right? Yeah. So, since Valentine's Day is coming up, we decided that next week's topic, we're going to be talking about relationships fun and we mean that in a romantic level because um yeah relationships are interesting right yeah especially (laughs) being on a spiritual journey and our boyfriends not being that spiritual it's kind of has this interesting take on it so tune in next week and remember we're just trying to spread some love and light (laughs) 